0: Hi, Uh, I'm Christina Rodenbeck and I'm here with my good friend and colleague Sally Kirkman and we're going to talk to you about astrology in the month ahead. That month being the month of, it starts the 22nd of August, is that right? August the
1: 23rd, 23rd. when the sun moves into Virgo to September the 22nd.
0: Um, And it looks pretty exciting and we thought, because we're going to be talking about Virgos that we would make this recording in a very beautiful beautifully crafted place so we've just had a look around the Watts Chapel of Rest in Compton which was designed by Mary Watts in I think around 1900 isn't it it's about Mm -hmm. 1906 so it's an incredible building arts and crafts building uh with beautiful angels all handcrafted and she got uh, the village children to make the flowers that she used around the bottom of this thing we'll put, we'll put some pictures up um but just as a reminder of what to remind ourselves and immerse ourselves a little bit in what the best of virgo is which is that attention to detail on that crafts womanship. ship mm-hmm. and
1: we'll be talking more about virgo in in Next won't we, but we did want to have a look back at how things have been going before we leap into the month ahead.
0: So how's your Mars Mercury retrograde been, Sally? I know that Mars retrograde was making a pleasant square to your sun. Well, it's been quite a time really. I feel a bit like I've been in a time tunnel with things not happening
1: or working out. It's been an extraordinary uh month that's gone. Um, and as we're recording this, we're still at the tail end of the Mercury retrograde. We're a few days before Mercury turns direct. Um, I mean, one of the classic things for me is I've been, I'm in the middle of a house sale at the moment, which we were hoping would all be done and dusted by now and would be getting ready to move. Um, and there's just been an issue. There's been a hold up And I had a lovely conversation with my estate agent who said that one of the problems has probably put us back, he said, about three weeks, which is the exact length of the Mercury retrograde. I'm like, okay, thank you, fine. (laughs) So, yes, a lot of things have been on hold, and I just feel like the brakes have been slammed on a bit. Mm.
0: How about you? Well, I have had to do everything twice, if it's anything electronic, so I had to publish my horoscopes twice. This is the Mercury retrograde, which I do at the end of the month um and i've just had i'm doing this goddess weekend thing in at the end of september and i had to publish my announcement of that twice because i forgot the dates so it's been a bit like that um on the other hand of course i did know this was coming so i decided not to do any blogging or any writing uh-huh. really during uh-huh. this period and that's been great i've had a huge fantastic holiday from uh-huh. everything uh-huh. Uh, we did a massive drive around, valedictory drive around France. Oh, um, Uh However, I would say on that, we, and we saw the uh, eclipse of the lunar eclipse, which was incredible.
1: Which for me wasn't because it was eclipsed. We couldn't see it. It was
0: cloudy <laughs> skies. Anyway, we saw the eclipse. story. We saw Mars uh, a lot on that holiday, but I have to say that the eclipse... The lunar eclipse we did have a huge ding-dong a huge family row four ways uh which was which is a good thing to have well not a good thing which was uh you know an eclipse conjunct uh mars you know a lunar eclipse conjunct mars the moon being family and tribe mars being an inward kind of battle the red planet the red planet and what actually i just want to add that you can still see the red planet incredibly clearly in the night sky it's for most of the past few weeks it's been the first thing that you've been able to see Mm. the first thing rising has been that very very powerful mars
1: Mm.
0: Uh, now in capricorn few
1: yeah it's been a good um, time for stargazing actually yeah because this week as we're recording we've got um the crescent moon Mm -hmm. and venus and jupiter really beautiful really Mm -hmm. beautiful so it's Mm -hmm. lovely
0: to kind of see the the planets visible in the sky and because of the you know because of this insane weather mars being, you know mars very yeah. close to the earth okay we have had very hot weather i was in 39 degrees temperatures mm. in the south mm. of france uh, which was fine because we did nothing which is the response yeah. that you have to have to this hot weather is just stop yeah it's it's kind of impossible to
1: do things isn't yeah. it yeah and that's again is the the symbolism of that mars retrograde you just have to Halt. Put Mm -hmm. plans on hold. Put Mm. plans on hold.
0: And there was quite a tangible shift, I thought, a few days ago when Mars moved into, um, uh, moved backwards into Capricorn, didn't you? you Yes,
1: absolutely. Well, for me, Mars is a major planet. You know, I'm a
0: Sun Scorpio,
1: Aries Ascendant, both Mars signs. And Mars retrograde gets me every blooming (laughs) time it really is there's usually something that's frustrating that goes on or I feel powerless or things go on hold um and yeah Mars moved back into Capricorn one of its you know sign of exaltation it likes to be in Capricorn um and I did feel like motivation levels were were much stronger. I went out for a long walk yesterday. It was like, really, right, let's get things moving, getting out in the country. So so yeah, I really noticed a shift with Mars retrograding
0: back into Capricorn. And the other thing I wanted to mention, just as this retrodiction, uh, was I was just driving here uh, to meet Sally, and I was listening to the radio. And they, there was this announcement that there have been more archaeological discoveries in the past few months, because of this very hot weather, oh. everything has basically sizzled off it's the surface of England and of the of Britain. Yeah. And all of this stuff has been revealed. Yeah. It's so incredible. archaeologists are finding just tons and tons of stuff, which is, which is so, A, I thought it would happen. I did predict this mm-hmm. uh, because of the Jupiter in Scorpio combining with the Pluto and Capricorn. I thought that there would be archaeological discoveries this yeah. year of a big portions but this is to do with that mars retrograde yeah making that square to uranus so it puts us in this weird time machine we're yeah. looking way back in the past and suddenly able to see with greater clarity yeah see what's beneath yeah see what's underneath yes yeah, digging incredible incredible underneath maps yeah it's on the earth quite extraordinary um so that's quite exciting. I, you know, I, and I think that it's been, I've a lot of people saying I'm having a really difficult time. Mm, I agree. I think
1: July and August have been tricky months for a lot of people with yeah. these, so many planets retrograde, three eclipses in a row.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, if you've been swimming along nicely, well, I don't know <laughs> no. how you manage that, really. Yeah, it turns out, I think it's playing tricky time but we're moving into new territory now aren't we
0: well not yeah yes and no yes and no okay yes <laughs> and no because it's not right away you okay. know mars is still retrograde yeah until what date is that mars goes direct on the 27th of august
1: it turns direct on the 27th and i think you know i think these the two key planets turning direct mercury turning turn direct on the 19th mm-hmm. and then the mars on the 27th are their key turning points in a way And then
0: Saturn will turn direct as well. Saturn as well
1: on the the 6th, yeah.
0: Uh, But before we get into all of that, we should just talk a little bit about Virgos, shouldn't we? Yes. Because we wanted to say, you know, hello, Virgos, happy birthday. Yep,
1: yep.
0: Um, And we were talking about Virgos before making this recording, obviously, and thinking about, you know, famous Virgos, why not? A lot of very pretty men. Yeah. You know? Uh, Colin Firth Keanu Reeves uh, there's some other ones well Roger Moore
1: Roger Moore and also the one I love Idris Elba oh, who there's rumours he might be the next
0: Bond he's mine that. not yours <laughs> uh, uh, oh that was an Idris moment there <laughs> is he really a Virgo mm-hmm. wow he is um, he is very lovely and Virgos can be very lovely they're you know one of these signs this uh, an earth sign ruled by Mercury Um and I, the reason we think about the pretty men is because we started off talking about the pretty women. Yeah. yeah the classic did. example of Virgo is obviously Sophie Loren, who is this incredibly sexy, earthy woman. And yet she wore glasses for most of her, mm, you know. She the,
1: did. For, she, that was her look, was Her wasn't look
0: it? was wearing specs, you know, yeah. which is hilarious. It's like the sexy librarian. Yeah. Um, yeah, because
1: I mean, Virgo really, you know, often people say about Virgo, so it's a prim and proper. No sign and well it can be on some level but you know there's uh, myth-breaking stuff isn't it Beyonce goodness me come on I know I
0: know please really absolute Uh, voluptuousness uh, and Amy Winehouse poor little Amy Winehouse Mm. is a classic Virgo that's the and we're talking about how Virgos have to be careful of the shadow the shadow is Pisces the other side and what is Pisces that is rolling and I can say this because I'm a Pisces Rolling around in the gutter is the bad side of Pisces, you know. Self losing yourself is losing Losing yourself, yourself, really. And Amy Winehouse exemplifies that, yeah. You know, this very and the other thing I think that's interesting about Virgos is we mentioned early on as this idea of the Virgo as a craftsperson, right? Mm -hmm. An artisan, an artisan, someone who makes things very, very well and very perfectly. And can also make something beautiful come out of manure. Yeah. Essentially. So they're the gardener. They are one of the gardening signs of the Zodiac. And I was thinking that Amy Winehouse was someone who had, it was surrounded by very bad things. Yeah. She had a terrible part bad people. And yet she made these incredible songs. Yeah. Yeah. So she's creating beauty from, Extraordinary. Extraordinary songs. Extraordinary lyricists as well. Yeah. Mm. Um. Okay, back to directs, or whatever we want to call it. Okay. The, the direct motion.
1: Yeah, well, the first one, turn, the Mars turning direct is going to be a big moment, isn't it, on the 27th? Turns direct at the end of Capricorn. So, um, so in a way, this takes us back as well to... Um mid March to mid May when Mars was last in Capricorn. And I often think of Mars in Capricorn being like the Empire Builder. You know, mm-hmm. Mars likes Capricorn because it can get to the top of the mountain, it can create things, it can be, you know, dynamic, powerful. Um, so a very important turning point. Um and remains in Capricorn until eleventh of September, is that right?
0: Yeah, eleventh of September. Aquarius. I would say that turning point as well. It's because it, it goes very slowly, you know, when it turns around. It's really important for not just for Capricorns. Mm. Yeah, it's really important for Cancer. Yeah, they're opposite sign. They're opposite sign. Cancer. If you've been having any issues with relationships, this is the time when things may turn around. Yeah, you know, it's really important for Libra, and it's really important for Aries. Those yeah. two signs will be. Also affected and feel this this energy, especially Aries because it's Mars ruled. You'll feel this turning point and this things will start to un unstick. Yeah, especially when it comes maybe with Aries. It could be to do with career.
1: Yeah, it's a name high time, isn't it? Really. Yeah.
0: It's it's big goals in it, a way. For definitely. Aries definitely. And Capri- Mars in Capricorn at the peak of your um, horoscope. And Libra, if you've been having trouble, like with the family or with your house, something on the home front essentially, that should also start to unstick and start to resolve, and you start to be able to do stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree, but I also think that for um, Libra, that could also bring back some amount of, you know, past troubles, maybe with um, family or whatever arguments, or you know, needing to, to clear the air to get things sorted. I don't think that will necessarily be a a smooth transition you're back yeah. in it in a way back in the stuff that's uh, yeah. that, that's going on home that's and family. probably
0: already started now yeah for Libras because
1: Mars is there now yeah. isn't
0: it yeah at least it could be a clear the yeah. air
1: moment or get everything out
0: and get everything out in the open and come yeah. up with some solutions wash your dirty knickers and yeah <laughs> and move on yeah yeah and then when Saturn turns direct also in Capricorn on the 6th of September. Mm. That's when you can really start to do practical stuff, practical changes that will help this too. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that that you have the Mars turning direct and everything, all the, I keep on needing to restrain my language here, but all the sewage comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything comes out, Mars turns direct. It's all out there for, you know, hanging out, like you say, you're dirty washing. Then Saturn comes up with some good solutions from the 6th of September.
1: Mm. Mm. And I think, you know, the... It it is really interesting astrology this month, also because of what's happening with Saturn and Uranus. Yeah, I mean it's it's not obvious actually um, if you're looking at the you know your planetary ephemeris because you won't see an actual trine aspect between Saturn and Uranus. But boy, are they close? They're so yeah. close. I mean, Uranus turned retrograde on August the seventh at two degrees Taurus thirty four. And on September the 6th, Saturn turns direct at 2 degrees Capricorn 33. Mm. You know, and because they're both moving slowly now, so they're switching direction, that, you know, they're very, you know, they are very closely trying, mm. even though it isn't. I
0: think it's one of the most important aspects of the year. I really do. And, you know, if you think, of you know, if you were just eyeballing this, mm. the, they would be trying. You know what's yeah. what's a couple of minutes between friends yeah, yeah. you know so basically you've got these two planets that are to do with time for one thing uh-huh. um, and chaos versus structure, yeah, as in chaos of Uranus versus the structure of Saturn they're working together and they're mm-hmm. working together in earth signs, so this is about making real change and un- this, is, this is also about making real lasting change. Uh-huh. On a political level, this could be good or bad. Okay. So, some of the changes that are happening now, they are not temporary or ephemeral. These will affect the next, you know, 30 years, some of the changes that we're Mm. experiencing now. So, we need to be aware of that. Mm. This isn't something that we can, you can just let go. And I
1: think also for me, what's important about this is, you know, don't throw out what's good in your life. Yeah. You know, Saturn is what's old on some level but it's it's structure it's foundations it's tradition it's what we know uranus is coming in bringing this innovative quality it brings what's new and modern mm-hmm. and they're working together you need
0: both mm-hmm.
1: it's like you know it's not throwing things out completely and starting over this is
0: it absolutely it's not a very and that field. is the message which is and also but uh, you don't want to look back to the wrong past i'm slightly thinking about fascism here you know that we're in a, at a moment in the world where there's the rise of the right don't want to go on about politics too much but we're seeing it we're seeing it now uh and you you know we should be aware of how dangerous that is um and that's looking back to a previously structured time a previous ideology mm. and bringing it into the present but so, there are other ways of doing that in a positive way. Yeah. So learning from
1: the past.
0: Exactly. And and, and like
1: on a personal level, maybe learning from past mistakes yeah. as well. Yeah. Learning what didn't work out and, and, you know, how how you bring something new to it to, to change it for the better. Um, so this is a really interesting month in particular then for the earth signs because there's going to be a couple of grand earth trines mm. being made. Um as soon start, as the sun goes into Virgo. Yeah, starting with the sun's move into Virgo on the 23rd, on August the 25th, the sun is
0: trying Saturn, trying Uranus. Yeah. So if so, you want to do something, you know, if you want to make a change, if you want to make something a long-lasting change, if you want to do something, you know, profound, I think, it's a really good moment to start making that change. Of course, Mars is still retrograde until the 27th yeah. of august
1: i often think you can push things through just before yeah, a planet before. turns direct i think for me it's a really powerful energy that mm. um you know virgo this is about um you it's about maybe uh, how you are physically it might be about image profile as well personal goals super important for taurus taurus with yeah yeah with uranus there sort of yeah. saying okay what are you doing that's different? What are you doing that's new? What are you bringing to your life? Yeah, it's kind Absolutely. of seize the moment, isn't seize it? Seize the, the moment, and Taurus. you are the
0: change. Yeah, that's one of the things for, for the Taurians Tor- to remember is that you are the change. Yeah. and it's difficult for Taurus because, of course, there's such a it'd be such a stick in the mud, right? Mm-hmm. But you're in the, if you flow with change now, it's very positive. And actually, the other thing about this is that, of course, because it's Taurus, that affects the opposite sign of Scorpio. Yeah, and Scorpio, you still have Jupiter in your sign, which is great. Um, But you may be wanting to change your relationships. And you can change them in a positive way, Mm -hmm. I think, with this, um, with Uranus making this aspect to Saturn. Positive but permanent,
1: too. Yeah, Yeah, it could be an exciting time bringing in new people who, Mm. um, you know, are completely, complete inspiration in some way in your life. Um, and then we get Mercury moving into Virgo as well. Mm. So Mercury moves into Virgo on September the 6th. So of course, this is also interesting, um, for Gemini as well, because Gemini's are ruled by Mercury. Um, and this, these grand earth trines are picking out your home and family sector, Virgo, down at the base of your horoscope. Um, so, you know, looking at Looking at these areas, particularly perhaps with regard to money as well. Looking Mm. at investments, this kind of idea with the earth trines. Mm. Um, Looking maybe for more, you know, putting down foundations,
0: security on some level. Mm. Yeah. Buying a house. Buying a house, maybe. Actually, you know, feeling feeling your pied-à-terre, you know, foot on the ground. Yeah. Um, What about that uh, Pisces moon? We haven't really talked about that. Uh, On the 26th of August.
1: Yes, we have the um, full moon. Full moon on the 26th of August, which the Grand Earth Trine is a huge part of, actually. Mm-hmm. But we have the moon in Pisces. So is this going to help Pisces? <laughs> <She> <laughs> yes,
0: says, asking the Pisces. Yes, it's great. Why is it great? Because <laughs> it's a part of a, an incredible kite formation, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Now, kite formation can be something that gets you... Uh, It's full of positive potential. But you do, and it's like a, a, a bow and arrow, you do have to set the arrow flying. And the thing that's setting the arrow flying is the full moon in Pisces. Okay? So the full moon in Pisces is setting that grand trine off in an incredibly positive way. And it's back to what we were saying before, which is if you have something to do, this is an incredible time, to you know, make change. Uh,
1: and for Pisces as well, this is all about people. It's all about people in your lives. Yeah. It's I all mean, it's about picking the, people. Up the People sectors. So mm. it's, you know, I don't know whether you're kind of starting some group or, um, involved in your community, um, bringing people in to help you and you going out there to help others as well mm. on this full moon. It's quite extraordinary. Mm. Full moon for Pisces.
0: Yeah. And getting some more unusual and interesting people into your life. Um, And also making some things more somehow permanent, some groups Mm -hmm. that you're part of, Mm. making it more solid. That's a sort of Pisces. You know, Pisces can be very wishy-washy. But actually what this full moon does is it's wonderfully grounding for Pisces. Mm. And actually I would carry that forward and say that it's... uh, kind of wonderful also for the other water signs um cancer for example you know that cancer has had quite a tricky time yeah the start of the eclipses as well haven't been easy have think. not been easy they've had a tricky time with pluto and capricorn for years a lot of them and now saturn and capricorn you're having a tricky time but pisces this pisces full moon is a moment for you to Actually, maybe be a bit more philosophical and see the bigger picture of your life. Yeah, you know, and get practical from that and by I, being able to step back.
1: And I also think for cancer, it's very much about focus on you during this full moon. Actually, mm. Mm. focus on you. What inspires you? Find, you know, um, if you're having trouble in a particular relationship, then look outside the relationship. Mm. Look to what, you know, look find your muse. Mm. Um, look to what kind of feeds you, feeds your soul. I think it's that's really important um, for cancer during the
0: full moon. And just on a really kind of basic note, your mother can give you some very good advice. Yeah. Now, so that's for cancers. Moon being the mother. Yeah. Um, your mother can be a good advisor and a wise counsellor. Mm-hmm. And if you've had a problems with your mother, this is a good time to make some kind of reconciliation. Mm. Um. There was another thing I was looking at. Ah, oh, it was Venus. Venus is very having a lot of fun on her own <laughs> this month. Yeah, Venus
1: is in lovely Libra for most of the month until September the ninth. Although, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's going to be some challenges again for Libra, I think, because she's going to be squaring um some of the planets in Capricorn, opposing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's this kind of a feistiness going. I think I think Venus. Needs to stand up for herself in a way and use her skills. I mean, use, you know, those Libra skills, a diplomacy, mediation, negotiation. But ensure you get your own way, I think. That's mm. kind of what I feel for mm. Venus in Libra. Mm. And mm. then what happens on September the 9th? Yay, Venus into Scorpio. Yes, Venus moves into Scorpio, sexy Scorpio, where it's going to be until early January for most of the time. Because we have a Venus retrograde also this year, from early October to mid November. Um, so I mean, this puts the focus on relationships for Scorpio. Absolutely, doesn't it? With Venus,
0: yeah, the
1: planet of relating, moving into their star sign. It could be, you know, a full-on love affair, an obsession, mm. something very exciting with Venus going back and forth in Scorpio.
0: Yeah, I do think I? We... Don't I? <laughs> I think we need to talk more about that Venus and Scorpio next month because uh-huh. it actually affects everybody in different ways yeah. and for some i it's exciting for taurus i have to say mm. that's very it's this is a big start of a love affair sort of transit isn't it that you have uh-huh. venus retrograding back and forth in your seventh house uh-huh. if you're a taurus right. um and that's you know a possibility of finding a lover uh-huh. or rediscovering a, your uh, old love uh-huh. um uh, as you're going to be very focused on who you, who you like and who you don't like, what you, you know, on the significant others in your life. Um, and you could be receiving a lot of love too. Mm.
1: It's interesting, isn't it, also, that Venus moves into Scorpio on the day of the new moon. Yeah. A new moon in Virgo. And what's special about the new moon in Virgo is that it's opposite Neptune. Mm. So that does feel very... The whole combination feels mm. very kind of seductive, mm. potentially quite romantic,
0: mm. period. Mm. Um, what for do the certain of the star signs. What do you think about... Because I always think that people say, oh, you know, if your Neptune's active during the beginning of a love affair, it's all illusory. But I think that you need the illusion to fall in love. I agree. I think it's the
1: honeymoon period, Neptune. Yeah. It's, it's it's when you when you just... You know, you're going beyond. Your life is expanded mm. because you're in Neptune's realm. You forget about everyday stuff; none of that matters. You just want to lose yourself in this mm. wonderful love it's affair. Nice. I think it can be nice. Who too? wouldn't like
0: that? And also, one thing, the other thing about this um, the this new moon is that it's also making a very beautiful uh, sextile to Jupiter and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, really nice new moon, and it's a new moon. For you know, it's obviously Newmans are often good for starting something. You mm. know, the next day they're also good for finishing things off. Mm. Um, and it's interesting, as you said, that the that Venus changes signs on that same day. Mm. So it's about also maybe letting go of some one love affair and moving on to the next phase. You know, it's a new chapter that's opening.
1: And I think this this is actually a theme that. I've found has been coming up quite a lot over the eclipses as well, so it might be relevant in that you know sometimes you can't move on until you completely close the door, yeah. and I think in relationships and love, that is a very you yeah. know
0: important thing. Yeah, you know the other thing I was thinking about relationships this month was this Mars retrograde uh moving forward, you know, changing direction. It's uh, moves. Uh, for, starts going direct on the 27th of August then it moves into back into Aquarius on 11th of September now uh, well you're going to have to think back to what's happened to you actually over this summer to really be able to see how it relates but for Leos this has got to be about relationships mm, yeah? it's really been an important Mars retrograde for your relationships and now it's time to start pushing things forward you will have discovered something about the way that you relate to your significant others, your partners in life, Mm -hmm. um, and you will want to recalibrate. And Mm. now it's time to put that recalibration into action. Mm. Now the same thing is true in a kind of reverse way for Aquarians, isn't it? Mm -hmm, So for Aquarians, you may have discovered something about yourself that makes everything completely different. Mm. You know, I'm thinking of an Aquarian actually who's discovered who her birth mother is right right? um and that has she's had to think about it the whole summer yeah really to figure out what that really means about who she is so it's going to be
1: personal personal issues isn't it things that are personal to you for aquarius
0: and who you are your identity Mm yeah i mean you're not probably not who you thought you were Mm -hmm. in january this year or earlier this year you know, since I can't remember when Mars moved into Aquarius, but this has all been about your changing identity, and this is a change that can be really positive. And if you want to be a different person, and sometimes we do need to change who we are, then this is the time to set that into motion, to yeah. take action on it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think you know that Mars, wherever Aquarius is in your horoscope, mm-hmm. there is this kind of. Um, you can start over in some way can't you You can you know the button triggers and um you can have another go or do things differently and
0: um, it's
1: going to be quite interesting seeing how mars gets on going back through Mm. um Mm. through the air sign so um oh there's some people coming past us okay so i think there's one more thing that we need to talk about
0: well sagittarius yeah right and who are having
1: this incredible month you're having an incredible month because everything is happening in Virgo, career um, sector. So oh, it could be a really quite sensational yeah. month for Sagittarius, and also that leads us in nicely to the major aspect that we need to mention, yeah. which is the third and final connection between Jupiter and Scorpio, Pluto and Capricorn. I mean, this could be you know again if that's Jupiter is Sagittarius's planet yeah. and Pluto in your money sector. Yeah. What are you finding? You know, it's like finding kind of treasure in the attic, that kind of
0: combination. Well, I hope it's going to, my sister is going to strike oil in her backyard. Um, that would be good. <laughs> that would be good. That would be Jupiter's sextile style uh, Pluto. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, pretty sensational, isn't it? For It's interesting, though, because it's uh, Jupiter, Sagittarius's planet, has been in the 12th house for Sagittarians, it's mm. been in this mysterious part of your chart about discovering your past, digging into the collective unconscious mm. but it's also, it's funny that you should say finding gold in the attic mm. because it's in the part of the chart that's about attics, it's about hidden things Yeah. so secrets there may be more secrets still more secrets to come out and I'm sure that you've probably already had some family secrets come out this year or something that you Maybe not family secrets in the obvious sense, although I think that's true. Mm. Um, I've just written something actually for uh, another astrological magazine about how Jupiter and Scorpio is about archaeology. Mm. Yeah, mm. Jupiter and Scorpio making that sextile to Pluto is about archaeology, and this is family stuff as well as what we talked about earlier mm. this uh, discovering the bones of this country. The bones of this country have been revealed by the heat. Mm. Um, and the same may be true for the bones of your family may have may be revealed. Yeah. Um, it's a very. By the way, having that makes when you talk about archaeology and bones, that makes it sound like a terrible negative aspect. It's not. It's a great aspect. Mm. Yeah. It's a very dynamic.
1: It's Hidden treasures, isn't it? Hidden riches, and I, I like that. I like this connection for both Scorpio and Capricorn as well. I think for both mm. of them, it can be really powerful. You know, people coming back into your life as well, connections from the
0: past. Well, score for Scorpio, that's hugely important because mm-hmm. the Scorpio, Jupiter is in Scorpio and it's collect, c- connecting to your modern ruler,
1: yeah.
0: which is incredibly powerful placed and has been really running the show for many of us that Pluto and Capricorn is, you know, the power behind things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, just on a collective front, it's about hidden power maybe coming into the open as well, mm-hmm. the stuff that we've been suspecting. You know, we've talked about that Jupiter and Scorpio being to do with Me Too um, and the Pluto and Capricorn. also. These are to do with the Me Too stuff. And there may be more to do with that that comes out at this time.
1: There may be. And on a personal level, it might be, you know, for you, um, mm. you know, a time to kind of bring something that's hidden out into the open as well. It could be a really powerful time to be doing this. Um, so okay I think we've had a good roundup of the week of the month I should say there's been a a lot happening a lot going on so shall we leave it there Um, and then talk to people again next next month when we'll be back when the sun moves into Libra and it's the equinox
0: can I just tell them about recording this under a Mercury retrograde yes you can if you like (laughs) (laughs) which is this Sally and I normally bash through this really smoothly because we have great chemistry, obviously, um, and we still do have great chemistry, but we've done this under a Mercury-Mars retrograde because of circumstances we had to. And we've had to do this recording in three separate chunks for <laughs> the first time ever. It's been incredible.
1: And we also, on the last chunk you may have heard, we left the... The window's wide open, so we've got cars and people going past. So you've got all sorts of...
0: Because it's really you know, hot. It got very, very hot. That's what we blame that on. the mind, So there's external too.
1: noise too. So anyway, we hope <laughs> that hasn't deterred from your enjoyment. <laughs> and we hope we can stitch it all together for you to make a coherent and interesting and insightful <laughs> month's astrology for yeah the sun's move through Virgo and all that's going on. Yeah, we'll see you next month. Yeah. Have a great month. Take care. Bye. Bye.